All right. Well, I guess I'm still living life. It's a very modified life. It's not the same life. It's definitely not living life to the fullest right now. No one's living life to the fullest. Man, I'm just living it up. No, you're not. This is a new kind of life. This is where you give yourself a lot of pep talks throughout the day. I will adjust. I will adapt. I will be resilient. And then a few hours pass and you lapse into a state of anxiety and stress. And then you get another update, another breaking news report about new drastic measures that need to be taken to fight the coronavirus. And then you go, oh, okay, I guess I will adapt. I will adjust. I will persevere. And then somebody texts you something scary. And then somebody texts you a funny meme. And then somebody texts you something scary. And then somebody texts you something hopeful. And then you realize I haven't looked up from my screen in a few hours. Hello, world. Hello, world from the inside. I mean, I can go outside. I can, and I do, but I really shouldn't. I abide by the rules, but there are essentials. We can walk our dogs. We can go on runs. We can go to the grocery stores to attempt to find toilet paper, which is a straight adventure at this point. So this is it, a new life. And holy shit, things escalated quickly. One week ago, one week ago, my buddy and Isaac were having the conversation Should we go to the Warriors and Nets game? It was Thursday night, this past Thursday. One week ago, that was not the most ridiculous conversation. Should we go to the Warriors-Nets game? We already had tickets, but we knew it probably wasn't best to be in an arena with a bunch of people, shoulder to shoulder. But we were still saying, you know, we could discuss it. And then Wednesday morning comes, and the answer becomes so obvious. Oh, of course not. You know, the Warriors and Nets are going to be playing in front of an empty arena. No fans. And then Rudy Gobert tests positive right before the Utah Jazz-Oklahoma City Thunder game. And the team doctor runs on the court and says, probably shouldn't play basketball tonight. And then the NBA says, probably won't be playing basketball ever. Season gone. So then there's a 24-hour span of watching everything just get canceled. March Madness, goodbye. Made me so sad. March Madness is one of the major sources of joy in my life. Goodbye. Major League Baseball season, shoved. Schools, closed. Bars and restaurants, lock your doors. And this is all just unfolding and unfolding right before our eyes. And we're all going, this is crazy. This is bizarre. This is surreal. We're all finding adjectives to describe our feelings. And now we're hoping it normalizes in a very abnormal way. We're hoping to just get through it with all the pep talks. With all the daily affirmations. Do you know how hard I have to meditate now? I used to only kind of need to meditate. Now I have to meditate so fucking hard. You know, eating well, how important that's going to be? Do I want to stuff my face with Taco Bell three times a day? I do. I won't. I can't. I used to really kind of need to eat well. Now I have to. Fitness, got to get it. Got to find it some way. Push-ups on the living room floor. Sit-ups in your bedroom. Go on a run, but if somebody else is on the road, move. Move. How unfriendly are people right now? Not like intentionally, but just like, let's not talk. Let's not say hello. Don't come over. No, no, no. Don't come over here. Just stay over there. You want to say hi? Say hi from over there. We're not going to be socializing right now. We're not going to be seeing friends. All the many things I'm not going to be doing. I'm not going to comedy clubs or concerts or restaurants. I'm not going to work. And I actually like work. I actually like teaching. I like seeing my students. A lot of people like their jobs. And guess what? You can't do that. Stay home. 
And if you could do your job from home, that's a bonus. But mazillions of people can't. Gazillions of people right now can't work. I've been thinking about the weirdest examples of people that can't work. Like, of course, the service industry, right? Arena workers, all entertainers. Nope. Just go home. Go home to a world where paychecks don't come in anymore. This is such a crisis. I like to say obvious things in a very emotional voice. This is such a crisis. But it is. What, what if you were scheduled to host Saturday Night Live? I know that doesn't matter at all. But then this hits. What if your wedding was planned in three days from now? And this hits. What if you had a bar mitzvah planned, a quinceanera planned? And this hits. What if people were flying all over the country to come to you for a reason, for an occasion, for an event? And this hits. That's not happening. And you can't even get that sad about it. Because you just go, everybody's in the same boat. No, not everybody in my town. No, not everybody in my state. No, not everybody in my country. But all humans around the globe right now, we're in the same boat. For some reason, that brings me a tiny bit of comfort. Knowing that my problems represent everybody's. To different degrees. Some people are suffering way more right now. Not just depending on how old you are. But depending on what your income is, where you live, what you have access to. But everybody is on the same page. Find a cure. Find a vaccine. Find proper treatment. Get some good updates. And in the meantime, let's just slow the curve. Flatten the curve. If we could all do that. Anybody still resisting that or denying that? Go away. Forever. Just float away. Float off the planet and go. Go. All the spring breakers in Florida still going to the beaches. Tom Tolbert tweeted, come on, sharks. Like legitimately cheering for shark attacks to just kill these people. I fully understood that. If you're young and dumb and thinking, I'm just going to go out and still party. It's not going to affect me and you're negatively impacting older people. Get the fuck away. Goodbye. Vanish. It'd be the most beautiful magic trick to just make all these idiots go away. Everybody taking it seriously is what we need right now, folks. This is now my press conference. I have a podium. I have some sort of a badge, suit and tie, dramatic look on my face, podium, a lot of cameras, a lot of reporters. I'll be taking questions. Yes? Well, at this point, COVID is spreading. By the way, I don't like when it's referred to as COVID, even though it is COVID. I like calling it coronavirus. And we're learning that there's a lot of coronaviruses. But this specific one is COVID-19. It almost sounds like a bad kid. Like we are hoping that COVID can get under control. There's just words some people hate. I hate COVID. I hate it. Makes me picture a bad kid, like a mischievous kid who misbehaves. Fucking COVID. Everyone has words they don't like. For some people, it's ointment. For other people, it's moisture. For a good amount of people, it's rectum. And for a small percentage of people, it's probably gallivanting. But for me, it's COVID. So I'm going to be calling it coronavirus, if you don't mind. Okay, from here on out, I'm just going to call it coronavirus because I don't like the imagery that comes into my head when I say COVID. It's too serious. Oh, boy. <clears throat> oh, yeah, so we didn't go to the Warriors-Nets game. And then a bunch of Nets players tested positive for coronavirus today. So it's a good thing they didn't have the game. It's a good thing I didn't go. But everything's a bad thing. I find myself having an easy time pointing out the positives right now. Like, I'm not being overly cynical. I'm actually being realistic with my reaction to everything. Because it's already overly cynical. So I'm still pointing to all the positives, but thinking about death 
very often, way more than usual. Thinking about how much love I have for certain people. It's bringing me to a very sentimental level, but I don't cry. I think there's a blockage in my system because I'm a, a person with many emotions, many moods, but when it comes to actually letting tears flow out of my face, letting that liquid just spray from my eyeballs, it doesn't happen. I want it to happen. I so badly want to cry. Not right now. That sounds a little opportunistic on the podcast. If I just start crying right now, you go, damn, you can't just press pause on the old podcast for that bullshit. But really, there are those moments where I just get filled. You know, you get filled and you feel it in your neck and you feel it in your sternum and you feel it in your rectum. Sorry for the percentage of people that do not like that word. And then something is supposed to explode. But for me, it just doesn't. The volcano never erupts. Well, this whole coronavirus scare, I'm just at that stage. Just everything's tight. I have to remind myself, lower my shoulders. Take a breath. (sighs) Focus on your mental health. Go on a run. Eat arugula. And then normalize. And realize that this will pass. This is temporary. And do your meditation. Do it. Do it. Because if you don't, God, you're fucked. I'm so fucked. If I don't do all of the self-care things every single day with the amount of stress that is being generated by this nonsense, holy moly. Then goodbye. Goodbye. How about refreshing work email right now? Anybody? Refreshing your work email right now? Oh my God. The inbox is flooded with new regulations, new guidelines, new instructions every three hours with all employees texting. Wait, what what do we do? So when do we? And how do we do that exactly? Have we been trained on that? Okay, when do we get trained? We don't get trained. And then we just do it. So you do it. Now you do it. These aren't days off for a lot of people, but they're being told, work. Go ahead. Keep working. You know what you do for a living when you leave your home in the morning? And keep doing that. For the people that do have an opportunity to have bosses or higher-ups tell them to keep working from home right now, it's a good thing. But really, what's going on? We could do it to the best of our abilities, but it's a different job altogether. I'm not going to say we're all flailing, but there is some flailing. We're not all flailing, but there's some flailing. Make it up. Just impress your boss. Get creative. Make it up. Just look really competent right now. Look like you got everything under control. That's what I do. Just very serious nodding. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yes, of course. Of course. I'll get that right to you. Communicate with a smile. Yeah, uh, these are tough times, but we'll get through it. Yes, yes, indeed. And then when you hang up the phone or you stop emailing, you get away from everything and you just go, whoa, boy. Straight flailing is happening right now. Okay, that's a word now I have to Google. Got to Google. I've been saying it so much that I now need to see the exact definition to know if I'm using it correctly. All right. The amount of people flailing right now with coronavirus. Flail. To wave around wildly. To swing around helplessly. Example, the wounded animal lay on the ground, flailing helplessly. He was wildly flailing about on the dance floor. The bird's wings flailed the water. Oh yeah, there's flailing going on all over the place. This is the flail crisis. You read every work email right now, they all start the same. 
Want to update everybody on what's going on? Wash your hands. Stay indoors. Take care of yourself. And then do a lot of things to help society still function. Keep doing your jobs. And then we'll be keeping you all posted and updated. We're already doing that, aren't we? How many news sites and tweets can you read? Refreshing Twitter right now is as insane as I've ever seen it. Ever. It's the old wild, wild west. Except it's good that it exists. I mean, I could be negative about Twitter right now, but it's pretty good, right? If you're following the right people. <coughs> Although I'm not. I follow too many people involved with sports. So my timeline on Twitter is so misleading. It makes it look like sports are important right now. Do you want to tell the NFL or should I tell the NFL? Do you want to tell the NFL? I mean, I could tell the NFL. Do you want to tell them though? Okay, let's both tell them. Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody right now cares. I mean, I understand. They're allowed to do business. Free agency is a vibrant, exciting time for the NFL. Generates a lot of discussions, a lot of clicks. So I get it. The league wants to continue with free agency because most of it could be done remotely. Just teams calling players, agents calling teams, trades, signings, trades, and signings. Usually, this is big. But I've seen some big NFL stories, and they don't even register. Like, they just slip away from my brain. Tom Brady said goodbye to the Patriots today. That's one of the biggest sports stories in the last 10 years. I didn't give a shit. Like, not even for a second did it matter. Phillip Rivers went to the Colts. DeAndre Hopkins went to the Cardinals. Niners signed Eric Armstead. Like, all these are pretty big stories. They traded DeForest Buckner. None of them mattered. I, I know this is my fault for the people I follow on Twitter. And then all the comments from all the sports fans retweeting this, retweeting that. I'm like sifting through my own Twitter timeline to look for actual coronavirus updates. But there's a small percentage, maybe a bigger percentage, I don't know, of people out there that are interested in sports updates right now. I'd like to watch sports, but any sports news right now? Like if you tell me some of the Nets players have coronavirus, okay, that's a story I'm interested in. But if you tell me something like, the Warriors are hoping Clay Thompson is ready for next season and an update on his injury. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. The amount of things that don't matter right now. Holy shit. It really puts it into perspective. Everybody's in their own cluster. Like, yes, we care for the human race. Yes, we care for humanity in all of society, right? But then really narrow it down. You care about your kids right now, your spouse, your parents. And if we could get through this like a year from now, if this all subsides, and everybody around you in your sphere, in your cluster of love is still alive, what a success. But until that happens, there's going to just be endless anxiousness. So take care of yourselves. All of these comments just end with words of advice that I'm acting like they're for you. But come on, who are they for? Who are they for? They're for me. If I ever say to a group of people, all right, let's all, let's all relax. Who am I talking to? I should say, I should relax. I do that a lot. Let's all just, okay, calm down for a moment. Let's all. It's me. It's me who needs to calm down. Set the tone. Be the trendsetter. Show people that you're chill. You're collected. You're composed. And that energy is contagious. I actually don't know what I'm talking about right now. I've completely lost it. I feel like it's just autopilot on some self-help chapter. So compose yourselves. Remain poised. Who's going to tell the NFL? Nobody gives a fuck, which is sad because it is a big moment for a lot of these guys. If this is your big moment in life, like something was planned right about now, late March, that's sad. How about all my students saying, are we going to have a prom? 
what about our rally? What about our baseball season? What about our graduation? And the answer is kind of leaning towards, yeah, none of it. That's so sad. The class of 2020, all of these fun milestones ahead. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Now, I hope not. I hope there's a way to make shift and retain a semblance of normalcy for a lot of these young people. But it looks dismal. How about all the businesses that have to make official announcements on official letterhead? Like I got an email today from Kohl's. The president of Kohl's wants me to calm down, keep shopping. The CEO of Carl's Jr. has to do a state of the restaurant address. We here at Carl's Jr. want to wish everybody good health during this time. Every single business has to have the highest of high ups write calming emails and blast them out. Look at your inbox right now. Of course, your bank already sent you an email on the vision for the future. Grocery stores, they're all sending out a state of the store address. They all kind of say the same thing. Like, keep shopping, keep banking, keep coming in, please. I did go to Target this morning. I did find toilet paper. Big old sign, one per customer. The cashiers have to enforce that. If somebody comes to the cash register with two things of toilet paper, they have to say no. So don't put your cashier in that situation. That's really the ultimate point of this whole podcast. Don't put your cashier in a precarious situation. Safeway wasn't enforcing that. Who are these people, by the way? These awful humans. Sorry. The ugliness is being exposed right now. Who are these toilet paper hoarders? Hand sanitizer hoarders. The opportunists looking to make a buck off that. Gouging prices on the underground market. We don't need them either. Can we just purge some people at this point? Can we just eliminate them and then move on? Like After all of this, can we just get rid of the people at the beach in Florida? Can we get rid of the people who take too much toilet paper and hand sanitizer? Just get rid and let's move forward. Let's move forward with a better crop of folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's on board? Who's coming with me? I should point out that most people don't die from coronavirus. That's something I occasionally forget. Like when you see Tom Hanks got it, at first you're like, man, I'm really going to miss him. You forget. Oh, wait, Tom Hanks will be fine. Idris Elba, he has coronavirus. Like all these celebrities that are coming out, announcing it. I have coronavirus. First reaction. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like, oh, fuck. That's brutal news. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not brutal news. Maybe just most people will be fine. That's what the research says. I saw a story that plasma from newly recovered patients from coronavirus can treat others infected with coronavirus. That'd be weird to be at the hospital hearing that. We got some plasma from a victim. We're going to give you that plasma. When I start talking about plasma, isn't it amazing how little I know about that? I mean, we're talking about blood injection, right? And the numbers from Italy are the scariest, but then you hear that Italy has the oldest population in Europe, and you go, oh, okay, okay. So the headlines are really scary, but read the full stories. I'm not saying it's not scary, but some of this, you just have to be informed and realize, okay, it's not going to be around forever. A lot of people are going to survive this, and chances are you're okay. And there are smart people, as many dumb people as I sometimes criticize on this podcast. I also want to glorify the geniuses who are in labs right now working tirelessly to create a cure, a vaccine. 
It's in your hands. The world's in your hands. I also think right now, if you want to look at some of the positives, this could be a good time for journalism. People need accurate information right now. And I know we've all been exposed to inaccurate information, ugly rumors, conspiracy theories. But fuck all that. I'm talking about real credible journalists who are working hard right now. They're still out in the field talking to informed sources, to authoritative figures who are getting answers, the healthcare industry, journalists, just getting quotes, getting information from scientists, working to... (coughs) I don't think I'll edit that out. I think that's like a dramatic part of the podcast where I start coughing. And hopefully the next podcast, it doesn't sound worse. But yeah, back to journalists that are doing a great job right now. Because a lot of journalists have been under fire under the fake news accusations. But this is a good time because we all rely on them. We need them just like we need the scientists and the doctors and the good Samaritans and the good people in every community doing their part. We need journalists right now. Most of the things I say right now that are true, they're not from my brain. They're from the reporters that have informed me. So hopefully I sound somewhat informed on some of this stuff. And if I don't, that's just my own anxiety. Taking it all down. But as you were watching that press conference, was it yesterday or the day before? I forget. But the press conference that said shelter in place in the Bay Area. Shelter in place. You can still walk your dog. I was thinking, wait, what can we do? And then they immediately said you could get takeout food, but you can't sit down at a restaurant. I love restaurants. And I started thinking about all these selfish things. Then I realized, wait, what if we all just shelter in place? Then we flatten the curve. And then we could win. And then we could dance in the streets one day and appreciate life more than we've ever appreciated life. I guarantee that. Perspective's going to change. If this pass is over, this temporary phase of fear, this crisis that we're in the midst of, if it passes over and we all get through it, the new sense of gratitude that I hope. I'm going to be hopeful. I'm not going to say we're going to lapse back into, oh, who cares? But the new sense of gratitude that will become pervasive throughout planet Earth. It's going to put us in a good direction. We're going into a good direction. You got to hit rock bottom. This is rock bottom. This is it. I don't care who you are right now. My neighbor's 70 years old. I heard her just say, this is the craziest thing I've ever lived through. This is the wildest and roughest thing I've ever lived through. I'm 38. Of course, it's the wildest thing I've ever lived through as well. But as we live through it, we look back on it. It's historic. Documentaries will be made. It'll be in history books. People will study this forever. We're in a chapter of a future unit of history class. We're in it right now. You can see it. It just has that feel. I'm going to tell my grandkids one day, oh yeah, March of 2020. <laughs> Have a seat. Bring Pappy his bourbon. Put your feet up. I'll tell you all about it. I'll tell you all about it. All right, virtually nothing was accomplished, but at least it was something to do, right? Listen to a podcast. Nothing was accomplished in this episode. Nothing. But it was something to do. We all got to get creative. Start your own podcast. Do it right now. Do it. Start your own. Write a blog. Write a book. Write a poem. Use your imagination. Right now I'm about to play with Play-Doh with the two-year-old. And I should go do that now. So episode 84 is in the books. I'll talk to you soon.